Hey guys, Zach here. I want to invite you to join me at Element 451's Engage Summit on June 27th and 28th in Raleigh, North Carolina. When it comes to the student experience, we know that you want to be a trusted guide from recruiting all the way to graduation. Well, the Engage Summit brings the best minds in higher ed together to give you the strategy and tools that you need to create a cohesive student experience from start to finish. Explore the latest technologies, increase your skill set, and gain insight into today's students to deliver the most powerful and personalized digital engagement experience every step of the way. This is not your standard ed tech user conference. This is a dynamic, inspirational, an empowering event for all higher ed marketers and admissions professionals. I'll be presenting at this year's event along with some of your favorite higher ed LinkedIn and Twitter follows. You can learn more about this event and register for it at engage.element451.com. Oh, and you can get $50 off your registration when you use the discount code Enrollify50. That's Enrollify50 at checkout. So go ahead, check it out, RSVP at engage.element451.com. Looking forward to seeing you all there. Mallory, we are we are live. How are you doing on this fine afternoon? Oh, I'm doing great, Zach. How are you today? Good, good. I now that I'm talking to you, I'm doing great. I love our conversations. We were supposed to start recording like 15 minutes ago, and we've just been chatting and catching up, and so that's always fun. I'm just ecstatic to have some time to to chat with you to riff on just kind of like what's happening in the world right now. <laughs> From the Survivor finale to artificial intelligence and <laughs> edible glitter. I mean, we can talk about it all. No. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, so much. So much. We have a couple things we want to cover in particular for, for the listeners. One is just Elements hosting an uh, incredible event in, in just a few weeks, actually. So June 27th and 28th. Uh, I'm pumped for this event because there are a number of folks in the space that have like user conferences. And I, I think one, one of the things that you guys are doing, which is really cool is you're trying to make that engage a lot more it's not just an element customer user conference it's actually a professional development event and you guys are really going hard on ai and that's sort of going to be like the the theme that uh is is the foundation of the the topics and the content that's covered at the event which is which is so important and i just want to take a quick moment and guys mallory did not pay me to to say this but element is doing such a great job at helping educate higher ed right now on all things generative AI related. And there aren't enough people right now talking about this stuff and, and really sort of the the huge implications that things like ChatGPT and and Bard and, and so many others are going to have on all of the work that we do. So I just wanted to start this conversation by thanking you, Mallory, and, and the team at Element for for really doubling down on this because it's it's not happening elsewhere and, and it really should be. Yeah, I well, I appreciate the props and, you know, certainly got to give a lot of that credit to our CEO and founder artists back in January when we came out of our winter holiday. Um, he, you know, we had done some really great planning going into this year and the things that we were anticipating, focusing on um, that all got turned on its head. 
uh, with the release of ChatGPT at the end of last year, and both from you know a marketing and thought leadership perspective, but also from a product perspective for our CRM, um, we completely you know flipped the script and said we're putting our eggs in the AI basket. Yeah. Um, it has you know. It, like you said, there aren't a lot of folks in our industry specifically right now who are addressing um, the education around prompt engineering. And I have said, I've said on past Enrollify podcasts, uh, I've said on Inside Higher Ed, I mean, anywhere I'm talking about this, I continue to point out that prompt engineering is the skill to learn this year. And anybody who is uh, tasked with content creation, which you know, who who isn't tasked with content creation in some form or fashion, um, generative AI can be a huge, huge time saver and productivity booster. And isn't that what every good higher ed leader is looking for in their teams? Yeah. So I think it's really important. Yeah. No, I, I couldn't agree more. And I think if you if you have any sort of foot in any other industry, kind of like outside higher ed. You're, you're being flooded with lots of content and like there are startups left and right that are blowing up and, 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 you know, basically making huge pivots, uh, to, to sort of help respond to this, this new reality that we're all living through. And I think it's, it's just unfortunate that there's not enough conversation happening about it in higher ed, because I, to, to the point you just made, Mallory, talk about an industry that's under-resourced, right? Talk mm-hmm. about an industry where people are People are like have have been burning the candle at both ends. Is that the phrase? The candlestick at both ends, whatever the phrase is. And and like this is this is not like a savior by any means. But if you can figure out how to master this well, you you're just going to have way 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 more efficiency. And that's something that I think the, uh, the industry, all of us, are are just hungry for. So yes. um, it's 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 super important that we we take the time really. And and I would s- just call out any leader that's listening to this conversation and uh, you know one of the best gifts that you could give your team this year is to find them resources that they can tap in tap into to become better prompt engineers and i know that mallory you guys are working on like a course i think right now that you're going to launch that's going to help people in higher ed do this Mm -hmm. so we can talk a little bit more about that in in a second but i but i think that to just the leaders out there if if you can give your one gift to your team this year i think the gift should be finding resources that can help them better leverage these tools because it's going to make them happier. It's, it's going to help with retention. I think quite frankly of, of people, your best people who are kind of burned out. It's, it's going to do a lot of things that are, that are really, really good. It's not scary, right? If you, if you figure out how to do this, how to use these tools, well, it's um, it's really, really a gift. Yeah. You know, Zach, let's just touch on that for a second. We're in Mental Health Awareness Month, so this is really timely. Um, And we know that coming out of the pandemic, there's just been a massive drain of talent and resources in higher ed, which has always been historically under-resourced. And so... um, the Huron Consulting and the Chronicle of Higher Ed actually published an article that was titled The Staffing Crisis in Higher Ed. You can find it on the Chronicle's website. And in that report, uh, they said that eight in 10 higher ed leaders 
um, have reported that their campuses are having more challenge uh, with their open positions this year than compared to last year. And 82% of them said that their institution has had an even harder time drawing applicants who meet the requirements for hiring. Um, So this is definitely a really important topic. There's a huge brain drain in our industry because people are leaving. They're feeling underpaid, undervalued. Uh, Remote work is going away. People are forced to come back to campus. These are things that are not jiving with post-pandemic realities for families. And so when you have, you know, all of these leaders who are having trouble, like these hiring woes exist. Um, And and I'd recently also seen a stat that like two thirds of grad enrollment leaders are considering leaving their jobs. And that was a report from this year as well. So this is like, this is why we are hitting the pavement with artificial intelligence, because you have to augment the brain drain with something like you can't not do something. And this is where artificial intelligence can shine. You can automate. You can take those manual repetitive tasks. If you need to personalize at scale, you can reverse engineer content. You can, you know, give chat GPT an email and have it go create content for four other channels with essentially the click of a button if you're giving it the right prompt. And so that's why I am so like just beating the drum on prompt engineering. And this is why we are doing this course this summer. So the wait list is open and we are going to, um, we're going to announce, you know, the full course and, and registration for it. It will be asynchronous learning. So nice. it's not like you're going to have to block off, you know, lunchtime every single Friday or something. It'll be a, a on your own videos and guides and geared to higher ed. So the prompts you'll be getting in the course will be completely tailored to your job. But I mean, in my opinion, like it's, it might even be less about what you're going to be giving to your institution, but it's really about what you're giving to yourself. Mm. And this really key skill that will set you up for not just success right now, but for all the future jobs that you might have, because we are starting to see not just bullets in job descriptions around prompt engineering. We are seeing full uh, roles yeah. being created out of Silicon Valley yeah. in, in this, uh, and it, right. It's been around for how long, right? So, <laughs> yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad that you brought that up. Cause I was going to say it, it's, it's so timely, even for your own individual professional development. Like maybe you want to stay in higher ed for the rest of your life. Maybe, maybe you want to go work at a higher ed adjacent company. Maybe mm-hmm. you want to go at elsewhere, right? The, the, the skill, mastering prompt engineering is 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 really as you said Mallory you put it so well the, the skill to learn this year because it's yeah. going to be it's going to show up in every job description and i have friends who are in like the bay area that that are in tech and they're already like they are and and many of these they're, they're developers and they're developers that are freaking out because they're like dang like i can't write like the, the code like chat gpt's code is like pretty like you know close <laughs> to my code and yeah. it did it in seconds like what does this mean for my job right mm-hmm. um and so it, again i think this is a incredibly exciting time one one thing that i've been playing around with that i think is maybe a, a a very practical um reason why folks should care about prompt engineering and then mallory you can let me know what you think of this and then please share examples of how, how you see this happening a little bit more tangibly but i was playing around with Bard, 
It's like Google's chat GPT. Okay. And Bard got a little bit of a rough start. I, it, they kind of re-released it and it's a lot better, at least from mm -hmm. my perspective than, than it was. And what's cool about Bard is because it's integrated with search, uh, you, you get really timely uh, and because Google owns Bard, right? Like you get to, you get the wealth of knowledge, the brain that is Google syncing yeah. up with, uh, with Bard. And so what I did is like, uh, I got a, I was working with this kind of like a consultant person and they were talking about sort of like an SEO strategy that they wanted to put together and so, something about sort of their, the, the keywords and the topics that they wanted to target just didn't, didn't really jive with me. I thought, you know what? I don't know. Like, I don't know if I believe that this, there's really, you know, enough search demand around these particular terms and topics. Normally what I would do is I'd use SEMrush, which is like the SEO mm -hmm. tool that, that I use and love, but I was like, you know what? I'm just going to see if I can get this faster with Bard. So what I basically asked Bard to do, I was like, hey, Bard, I took his analysis. I dropped it into Bard. I said, hey, can you vet this? Let me know what you think about these terms and topics. What Here's here's what I'm trying to do. What I'm trying to do is I'm trying to rank for these particular keywords. I want these specific website pages to be the pages that rank for these keywords. And I only have three months. I don't have a lot of time. And I need, I need, to, ha I need to like rank for these fast. What approach would you take? right? This is what a consultant gave me. What approach would you take to the strategy? Literally in seconds, Bard gives me a, it, it was related. There was certainly some overlap, but there were some very key differentiations between what Bard said my strategy should be and what this consultant strategy should be. And what Bard said is like, hey, you could go after these particular keywords, but actually these keywords, which are very closely related, they have their, the monthly search volume is less, but the keyword difficulty score is significantly less, meaning it'll be easier for you to rank quicker for these terms yeah. and these terms are close enough semantically to like what you were after originally let me know what you think and i was i was blown away i literally sent it to every seo that i like know and i'm like guys are you playing around with this and and some of the seos were like you know what it's it's not as accurate as it really should be of course they're like the naysayers but i'm like but but directionally they were like this is a solid strategy and wow. that that's one very specific tangible example. So if you're working with an agency or you're if you have any responsibility for SEO in, in your role, you can literally get the insight that SEMrush and these other expensive tools would give you simply with with Bard and it's free. Like it is it is crazy. It's not perfect yet, but like with a great prompt, you can get a solid SEO strategy and save yourself literally tens of thousands of dollars, you know, that you'd pay to a consultant. That's my new favorite use case. I love <laughs> I, I love that story. It's so good. I I've been back on Bard the last couple weeks. And because you can drop a link into Bard and then ask it to do stuff with that content, right? I, I am finding there are some use cases, and I think the one you just described is a perfect example where Bard is going to outperform Chat GPT. But I will say ChatGPT4, from a content perspective, if I'm asking it to reverse engineer or um, give me variations or ideate on content, I am still finding the results to be superior. Yeah. And I will give, I, I've actually been kind of A-B testing uh, to see with the same prompt what I can get out of the two tools. And I am finding higher quality first drafts still coming out of chat GPT. But I think you are exactly right. Anything that might require some sort of internet 
connectivity. Yeah. We know that ChatGPT doesn't have that currently. So that's going to be an excellent use case for Bard. And I mean, there's no reason to not flip back and forth between the two. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And I actually think that like folks should explore with both because at the end of the day, like, you know, depending on your role and your use case, like if, if, if it does help to have access to, to, you know, the powerhouse that is Google search. And if you need very, very timely information, um, I, I do think Bard, Bard is helpful there, but yeah, to your point, I, I also asked Bard to come up to write me like a few Twitter threads on, um, well, I think it was like, you know, why, 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 I think it was why higher ed marketers should care more about AI and the relationship between, or no, you know what it was? It was like taking an AI first approach to SEO mm. strategy, right? Like mm. cause a lot of people will say SEO doesn't matter anymore. And I, I, uh, maybe we're, we're getting there at the end of the day, though, a lot of this content is that these, you know, language models are using is, is still content that's coming from somewhere. And I, I still think it's really important to create quality content. Also, yeah. the mat while, while, you know, hundreds of millions of people have used, I think, like over 100 million people have used ChatGPT already. It's st- people are still using Google search a lot right like it's like it's not like people it's not like the the migration has happened um in any sort of like super meaningful way right like it's mm-hmm. it's changed ChatGPT and, and these uh, language models have changed a lot they're incredibly powerful but they're not replacing search for most people so i i, I don't know i would argue at least for right now seo still matters now that said the way that you approach your seo strategy has to f- dramatically change it should change so mm-hmm. anyways i asked bard to write me a thread on this and then i asked ChatGPT. Chat GPT to write me a thread on it, and Chat GPT's thread was way, way better, yeah, like beyond better, but but yeah. beyond what Bard's was. So, yeah, um, I mean, is this? Did we just get a preview of your engaged summit presentation? <laughs> because I know you're you are one of our feature presenters uh, in our industry track, and you're coming to talk to us about content marketing 3.0. So, if that wasn't a preview, maybe <laughs> I, I'm turn. I'm now the interviewer. Can you give us that preview? Zach? I'm kind of curious. My <laughs> yeah, I'm excited for it. I, I thought like, oh, maybe I'll just have like AI do my entire presentation for me. Like what, like what would that actually look like? And I started thinking about it. And the the the, the honest reality is like, I, I enjoy Like I like, I like doing yeah. a lot of work myself still. And so it's like, sure, I could have, I could have ChatGPT do this for me. Um, but I, I kind of like the ideating stage myself, you know? Um, so, but, but, uh, yes, the, the short answer is yes. Like I, I am really, I care a lot about content marketing, and I'm excited because I feel like the work that I've done over the last several years uh, with podcasting and and really thinking, really spending a lot of time diving deep into like SEO and how schools and hired marketers in particular can better leverage SEO. I I feel like I've just inherited like an army, like an army of of really intelligent people to help me look way smarter and i'm just excited to put this army to work and <laughs> and then really sort of to share these learnings about like hey how do you take all the ideas that you have for how to launch cool campaigns or how do you take all these ideas that you would normally just kind of sit you, you normally if you were trying to brainstorm a new campaign you'd bring your team into a room you'd block off a few hours you'd get out the you know uh the expo markers you'd get your whiteboard walls out and you'd start ideating from scratch what's so cool is that a lot of the from scratch can be done ahead of time. So by the time you bring people into kind of like the war room, right, to, to brainstorm that next big campaign, 
it, it is so much more of a productive conversation. You've saved so, so much time. And the, the, the end result is that the campaign is going to be significantly better, right? And so I'm, I'm looking forward to just unpacking some very specific ideas that, that I have and that I've you know wrestled with with others around what the next wave of content marketing really looks like. Like content isn't going away. AI doesn't replace the need for great content. It actually accelerates it. It's just the way that you construct that content uh, is that that's what's fundamentally going to change. So I'm excited to talk about that. I think it, it'll be fun to just show people some use cases too of like, hey, you used to have to wait. Like if you're if you're an admissions person, right? And you know the pain of what it's like to ask your marketing team for like photos or images for something. Like think about like you want to send an email for an event and you want it to be custom and you don't want to use the freaking same email banner that you've used a thousand times. You got to go put in a request to marketing can you right. go get this photo for me? Can you go do this thing? Literally, like now, like like artists just posted something the other day about Adobe, right? And what Adobe is doing, and that's next level. But like, there are tools that will help construct these images for you in seconds, and you can dictate exactly what you want it to look like, and it will include like your university branding. So you don't even need to worry about that. You just saved yourself like not if not days, even like weeks of like oh, yeah. waiting to get something from marketing, right? So. I think at the end of the day, it's going to make admissions teams feel like they have way more marketing assets than they than they would have got otherwise, and it's going to help marketing teams just feel like way more efficient. Um, and so, I, yeah, I'm just I'm just excited. I think I think the scary part is figuring out how to get really specific and really tangible about what this actually looks like. And I'm looking forward to constructing a presentation that does that. Well, we are super excited about you joining us, and you know, I think. Um, Maybe not surprisingly to folks listening to this podcast, artificial intelligence is probably going to be mentioned in every single presentation. <laughs> um, everyone, at least I can think of off the top of my head, has at least some sort of underlying thread around AI. Uh, it's it, I maybe the only place that you can get this amount of content around AI, 100%. dare I say this whole year, but definitely this summer, um, we can register folks in person, but also virtually. And the virtual option is great. It's just 99 bucks. And I mean, everybody in your institution can watch it. Like the more eyeballs, the better, yeah. you know? but we have, so we have you coming in talking about content marketing 3.0. Um, we have some incredible keynotes and uh, some other incredible industry folks joining us. Allison Tercio from Siena College is presenting. Day Atology, um, who is a multiple red stapler winner at High Ed Web, is coming and actually bringing a brand new talk to our conference around empathy in your communications. Mm. So that's going to be excellent. And then on top of that, um, we'll have sessions around interrogating your data with AI, uh, directed missions, uh, rise of the chatbots, uh, driving marketing efficiency with artificial intelligence. Um, it's, it's a stacked schedule. And as someone who has been, you know, going to and presenting at and sponsoring conferences in our industry now for 10 plus years, um, and I've also been directly involved with planning some of these conferences, I am hoping what I am able to achieve this summer is taking the best of everything I have learned over the last 10 years and just infusing it into these two days. Yeah. So there's going to be not just, 
you know, it's, I want it to be one of those conferences where you do not feel like you sat through a dud session, um, which is hard to (laughs) accomplish, but I think we are there with our schedule. So not only will the programming be top notch, but we are going to have all of these little delightful moments, uh, right before we started recording. Um, I got to, uh, excitedly share with you that I bought on brand edible glitter for (laughs) our happy hour. Um, so I mean, now I think we're going to sell out that people know that there's orange and teal glitter for their sparkling wine, but we even have like dueling pianos and we've locked down the poorhouse in Raleigh for like a private event on Tuesday night. So it's going to be this fabulous balance of work and play, which I think is where the best, right? That's what the best conferences operate in. Like you go for the networking and the connections that you're going to make just as much as you go to learn something. And sometimes you walk away with just as much value in that fun bucket as you do with, you know, your pages of notes afterwards. Well, what I love about what you guys have done, and this is something that not enough events do, in my opinion, is you've been like very curated with your with your speakers. And again, like I I happen to know uh, at least half of them, um, maybe probably more than half personally. And these are like dynamite people. Like these are these are like the like the no fluff people, right? Like, like, I think about like day and Allison and I think about like Dan, obviously you and artists, but like, like, these folks, like they, they just, they hate fluffy content. Like they hate, right. they, they have been in the seat being like, this presentation is a, is a total waste of my time. Right. Like yeah. they've like all five minutes in, get yeah. me out of here. And, and yeah. like these, these, these folks are, are incredibly talented um, and love They're They're all just also just great speakers. Like they, they know how to engage people really well. So I, yeah. I am actually just excited to like sit in on these sessions and, and learn and learn from, Same. from these folks. So I'm super, super pumped about that. Melody, I I do want to just give you an opportunity to talk a little bit about, I know that the course prompt engineering is very, very new, and I'm sure you guys are still kind of figuring exactly like how it's all going to come together, but Mm -hmm. any, any specific um, bullet points or just things that you want to share about kind of either the goal of the course and, or some of the, some of the things that folks could get excited about. And then of course we'll have links to the pre-registration in the, in the show notes below, but what, what can you, what, what sort of teaser can you give us about the course? Wow. Um, we, you know, we've already covered that this is a really critical skill and all the reasons why. So I'll spend a couple minutes just talking about the tangible things that people are going to learn because I guess similar to how we have approached our summit schedule, we are taking a very similar approach to this course. We don't want it to be fluffy. We want you to actually like have artifacts on the other side uh, with very clear, you know, like we will pre-write some of these prompts for you and then they can serve as inspiration for others and you will take what you have learned and the materials that we will provide and you will be able to you know go from zero to 60 very very quickly so um i've mentioned reverse engineering content already that is one of my favorite um simple use cases of chat gpt right taking content that you've written for a landing page or an email and then Uh, recreating it for SMS or social posts or whatever it might be. Um, So we'll give very tangible ways to do that. Best practices for creating personalized subject lines. And then beyond just some of the like very nitty gritty, like I need you to spit out content, I'm going to go use it somewhere else. Um, 
we are also going to have content around strategy. So mm. ideation, brainstorming, um, how to adjust tone in your message based off of your audience or maybe your desired outcomes or how to create a very consistent brief or um, creative direction that is going to align to your institution's brand and messaging. So what you were saying earlier about perhaps saving tens of thousands of dollars, uh, you know, with your third party spending, your agencies, whatever. Um, I, I think a lot of people will have some great, uh, you know, ammo um, yeah. once they go through the course to be able to take some of the things that maybe they would have outsourced previously and actually find ways to have AI help with that. Keyword research, analyzing and interpreting data. I mean, there's just, it's like an endless yeah. list. So I think it's going to be actually the hard part as we're going through this is um, honing it into, right? Like what it will be like, there's just so much that it so could much, be. Yeah. It's like, we got to, we have to make some choices. Like we have to say no to something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's hard. That, that's, that's super, super exciting. I mean, I, I think it's wonderful that you guys are doing this. It's so, 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 so needed. And again, we'll have a link in the show notes where folks can go and, and pre-register for for this uh, really dynamic course. Another point I wanted to make, which has maybe been said before uh, on this podcast or, or others in our network, but at the end of the day, I think what's so exciting about this moment that we're living in, Mallory, is a lot of a lot of the people that I know in higher ed who are higher ed marketers, they're they're like marketing generalists, right? Like, and they mm -hmm. they they've kind of grown up um, in the industry. Maybe they came from outside of higher ed and they they joined um, as, as a marketing generalist. And marketing generalists are asked to do everything, like, and wear lots of different hats, right? Um, and yet, like generalists are like they're they're really important. And you have a diversified skill set, right? That's that's what makes you valuable as a, as a generalist. And a lot, most companies, even like startups in particular, that are just getting off the ground, they can't afford to hire like just the SEO gal or just like the email marketing guy, right? Like they need somebody that can kind of do a lot of different things. Mm -hmm. What's really really cool is what these tools actually do for marketing generalists is they help them become marketing specialists, right? Because what I can do now is I have this vision and I can't tell you how many times I've worked with like a designer and I have this very specific vision for this like conversion centric landing page that I want them to design and I've worked with great great designers but like they're not necessarily marketers right like the, some of the right. best designers are not marketers right they're designing a beautiful page but it's like no but you don't understand I need the freaking form above the fold and like <laughs> I don't need all these options and all this distraction yeah. right yeah and what's so cool now is a lot of these tools like they enable me right? In, in, in many ways to become a designer, right? And yeah. to do that at scale. And like, that is what is so exciting. It's like the marketing generalist in you, like if you identify as a marketing generalist and you, you know what looks good, but you have no technical skill set in like the, you know, creative cloud, all of a sudden you have the, you have a, an army again of, 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 of robots that can help you become a designer. And that that is what's crazy. And, mm -hmm. and you can iterate and rather than, you know, sending a laundry list of like edits back to your design team or back to your SEO strategist, whoever it is that you're working with, you can literally in seconds say, no, I don't like that. Uh, change the color here to this. And it, the, these tools, new ones are popping up literally every day. And what's so exciting is marketing generalists, again, are going to be able to have very uh, diversified, more diversified skills than ever before. And the refinement of those skills are, is going to be greater than ever before because of how fast these tools are evolving. So I just get excited because like people like you and me and others like who 
have great ideas uh, or, you know, have ideas that we think are great, we're going to be able to execute so much faster and so much more quickly than ever before. That's the point. The execution, speed of execution is going to dramatically go up. And I saw a report actually just this morning. I can't remember where it was from. Sorry. But it was basically saying that the cost per student, uh, the marketing cost per student over the last, I believe, maybe 10 years or so has just continued to rise. And I think it's specifically said most institutions right now are paying somewhere between 450 and 650 for a student. Uh, and that the amount of advertising spend in the industry, and this was a number from 2018, was $2 billion. So you got to uh, know it's yeah. higher than that now, yeah. right? <laughs> so when we think about that, and we think back to the conversation where, where we started this podcast around an under-resourced industry, uh, the brain drain that's existing, and now we layer in these data points of the rising costs to enroll the student, like we have just paved the road for artificial intelligence helping us execute faster. Because if I can get better messages at the right time to the right student, um, in the right medium. Yeah. Uh, and I can do that a lot faster than my competition. Like then I'm going to win, right? Yeah. Like then my school isn't going to be on the list of ones that have closed this yeah. year. And that could, I mean, it could save institutions from shuttering. It could. <laughs> Full stop. Full stop. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, Mallory, this is, this is great. I am, I again, I'm just so thankful for the work that you guys are doing and the content that you guys are putting out. That's really helping me learn, helping the industry learn. It's super, super valuable. And I know as somebody who spends a lot of time creating content myself, I know how hard it is and how time consuming it is, even with these great tools, like it, it is, it's difficult. Um, so I just, you know, appreciate you guys uh, making this a priority. Cause I, I really do think that to your point, this is going to be a game changer for the industry. It's going to be very helpful. The folks that take the time to figure mm -hmm. out how to do this stuff well, they're going to see incredible dividends. And, and really, at the end of the day, you just have to decide, hey, I'm going to do the work and I'm going to learn this stuff. Yeah. And what you do, and once you get into it, I was literally showing Bard to my 72-year-old father-in-law, who's a, you know, he's a video producer. He's from Ecuador. And he, you know, English is his second language. And he does these scripts, right? Um, he's retired now, but he does a bunch of like projects for people for free. And one of his hardest part, like the, the thing he spends the most time on is like coming up with a script and then figuring out how to say it well in English and all this stuff. I literally like showed him how to write some prompts to help write these scripts for him. He has been a barred user, like, you know, a pro user over the last few days. He's sending me like photos and screenshots of the prompts he's using. He, he literally feels like his life has been changed because wow. for the very first time he can tell Bard in his native language to like how he wants this to go. And Bard will write him a 15 minute script about this video that he's just produced for, for, you know, a friend of his or whatever it is. And that is powerful. Like th this guy, this guy who's never been able to do this can do this in seconds. And he just mm -hmm. feels like it's like Christmas. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and so anyways, if, if my, if my 72 year old father-in-law can do this and, and can figure this out, right. You can too. <laughs> like you exactly. can, you can, you can make this work. It's not, it's not rocket science. Yeah, exactly. My my dairy farmer, maple producing father, who never really has used a computer in his life, 
he and I sat down a couple weekends ago and I showed him chat GPT and he's a contrarian by nature. So he was, you know, finding every shot he could fire at it. Dad, let's last chat GPT that one. You know, it was, I, I think I blew his mind with, with this. Right. And actually there is a whole point to be made here, Zach, for people or countries or um, anyone, institutions that maybe didn't uh, get on board with some of the technology shifts of the last decade, hmm. um, well, don't think linear. Yeah. You, you can now actually leapfrog. Hmm. And so there is opportunity there too. Yeah. Very well said. Very well said. Um, well, this has been great, Mallory. I really appreciate your time. As I mentioned before, folks listening in, we'll have links, uh, all, all the fun links to the Engage Summit. We'll have links to the wait list for the prompt engine that you can expect uh, later this summer from, from Element and the team. And then, of course, we'll have links to all of Element socials. I, I do recommend just following Mallory, following artists, following uh, Dan and, and others on social just to it's a super easy way to like get just a little bit of value in your feed and they're constantly posting new stuff. Um, I'm learning again from it as well. So just, it's a very easy follow. Uh, You'll, you'll thank me later, but appreciate your time, Mallory. Thanks for, thanks for making time to chat with us. Thanks Zach. I can't wait to see you in real life next month. I know coming soon, coming too soon. Hey all Zach here from Enrollify. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Enrollify podcast. If you like this episode, do us a huge favor and hit that follow and subscribe button below. Furthermore, if you've got just two minutes to spare, we would greatly appreciate you leaving a rating and a review of this show on Apple Podcasts. Our podcast network is growing by the month, and we've got a plethora of marketing, admissions, and higher ed technology shows that are jam-packed with stories, ideas, and frameworks that are all designed to empower you to become a better higher ed professional. But Enrollify is far more than just a podcast network. Enrollify is where higher ed comes to learn new marketing skills, discover new products and services, and find their next job. We're a growing learning community of 4,000 members, and we'd love to welcome you into the fold. You can access our free blog articles, newsletters, e-courses, and more, or purchase our master course on how to market a university with Terry Flannery at enrollify.org. We look forward to meeting you soon and welcoming you into the community. Again, you can subscribe for free at enrollify.org.